You'll turn in your Bibles to Hebrews, the 12th chapter. I'll try to move quickly. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds. Can we just lift our hands, lift our voices, thank God for what he's already done. God, continue to move. Minister to us. Give us a word, God. Help us in this house. Give you the glory. Give you the honor, Jesus. Everybody said in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. I want to preach tonight from this thought without excuse. Without excuse. The writer said to consider him who endured such contradiction of sinners lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds. Because tonight there is no greater example. There is no greater witness. There is no greater work that has ever been accomplished than what Jesus Christ accomplished. Amen. There's a church tonight because of him. There's a youth group worshiping tonight because of him. There's believers in the house tonight because of him. It's not on our own doing, but there There is a God that loved us. There is a God who gave all for us. Praise God. If you want to win this race, if you want to make it and and endure through this, you've got to look to Jesus. Looking to yourself will not solve your problems. Looking to your peers around you will not solve your problems. But when you look at him, every answer you need, every promise in the book, he's everything that you've ever dreamed of. He's the greater. He's the stronger. He's the higher. He's the spirit of truth that'll lead you and guide you. Praise God. Praise God. Uh, Hebrews 4 and 15, for we have not a high priest uh, which cannot be touched with, amen, by the, with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points uh, tempted like as we are yet uh, without sin. Uh, you've got to understand he never failed. Uh, amen. He never made a mistake. Uh, he never stumbled. Uh, he never struggled on the way. Uh, every devil in hell uh, was focused on him. Uh, everything you can imagine. Imagine tonight what's coming against him, trying to bring him down. But he was bringing salvation. He was bringing truth. He was bringing hope to the world. Hallelujah. I can preach tonight without excuse, not because of myself. I I failed too many times, but because of him, there is no excuse. You can live for God. You can stand the test. You can endure. You can make it tonight because of him. You ought to praise him for that. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. It's time we silence, uh, amen, the voices of doubt, fear, uh, and intimidation in this hour. Uh, every young person, uh, one to 99, uh, can make it in the house, uh, can be an overcomer in the house uh, because of him. Uh, get rid of the excuses uh, and just live for God. Uh, lay aside every weight uh, and the sin uh, which does so easily beset you. Praise God. Ecclesiastes 3 says, for everything, there is a time and a season. But I've read it over and over. And I figured out there's one thing that there's not a time for. There's never a time to quit. There's never a time to quit serving God. There's never a time to quit worshiping God. Never a time to quit living for Him. Hallelujah, you ought to make up your mind tonight. We've had a move of God, but there's still a hope. There's still a faith being built in the house. He's more than able. He's more than able. That's Hebrews 4 and 15. But verse 16 said, let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. But don't misunderstand boldly tonight. Boldly is not pride. Boldly is not arrogance. It's not walking in and thinking God owes you something. Walking in the house and feeling like you're, it's a privilege that you showed up. I'm here to tell you tonight, it's a privilege you could come to the house. It's a blessing you can lift your hands. It's a blessing you're filled with the Holy Ghost. You're the one that's privileged tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Think about it tonight. It's a real simple thought. I'm a simple preacher. Amen. But without you, he's still God. But without him, you're lost. Without him, you're undone. Without him, you don't have any hope. Without him, you can't make it. He'll still be God. But we need him. He'll be God. But we desire him. Praise God. So it's not pride and arrogance. But every time I walk in, I'm humble. Amen, because I know how much I need him. I know how far I can go. I've been in some lonely nights. I've been in some bad situations that nobody else created but me. Sometimes you gotta own it and realize you're the one that needs to come to God. You're the one that's gotta talk to him. You're the one that's gotta repent. You're the one that's gotta lay it on an altar. Quit worrying about everybody else. It's not, it's not a bad thing to be humble. It's the best thing. It gets you where you need to be with God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. You can't come in saying, don't change me, God. You can't touch this. You can't have this. Amen. I believe this, but I don't believe this. It's preached, but I don't believe it. That's not how you get where you need to be with God. That's not boldly coming in. Boldly coming in will make you crawl in and say whatever you want, whatever you desire, whatever I need to give God. Here, let me give a little extra because you gave it all. You paid the price. 
Come on, you ought to thank him. Praise God. Coming in boldly. Amen. You don't come in pointing your finger. You know what pointing your finger is? It's an excuse. You want to blame somebody else for what you are. Come on, somebody. Don't leave me now. Amen. That's not coming in boldly. Well, if they wouldn't have did this, if they wouldn't have said that, God, if she wouldn't have given me this, that's what Adam said. That's what Saul said. But David crawled into his presence and said, God, it's me. Search my heart. Clean me out, God. You ought to let him move in your heart tonight. You ought to let some things fall out. You ought to get rid of some junk. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't want to miss this. I'll hurry over something else. Revelation 12 and 10 identifies the devil as the accuser of the brethren. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be involved in the devil's work. Now I know... I don't want to be somebody the devil can just say, here, here's a little bit of something to say. You go do your work. I'm not going to worry about you because you can do more damage than me. I don't want to be involved in his work. I'm not going to come into the throne room point at what somebody's doing or they're not doing. I'm not going to fill that row, but I'm going to love my brothers. I'm going to love my sisters. I'm going to lift somebody up. I'm going to thank God. Oh, somebody ought to love your brother. Somebody, every time you start to say something, I hope you think about what the devil's doing. I hope you think about the work of the devil. Young people, every time another young person comes to you, you need to get it in your heart while you're young and start saying this or that. You need to remember, I'm not working with the devil. I'm not on his side. Jesus said, I came to seek and to save that which was lost. I want to help him. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, when we look at ourselves, we get a clear picture. Amen. When we can come to God just on our own, not worried about anybody else, that's when God can deliver. When we come to God with no excuses and no reasons, God, I just messed up. God, I'm just struggling with this. God, I'm just fighting against this tongue that you give me. Amen, I need you to help me, God. I need you to help me, Lord. I need you. Come on, you're gonna do it every day at a prayer service. You're gonna do it when you talk to God. He'll help you through it. Oh, praise while they run. Hallelujah. Life's not perfect. People aren't perfect. There's going to be troubles everywhere you go. There'll be troubles at the job. There are going to be times you're not perfect at church. Thank God your brother forgives you. Thank God everybody forgives me and loves me. I'm the sweetest person in the world. Amen. But I know this. 
God is no respecter of persons. Amen. If he'll hear my prayer, he'll heal your prayer. If he'll do it for your neighbor, he'll do it for you. If they can defeat the flesh, if they can pray every day, if they can fast, if they can lift up their hands and praise, if they can come into the gates with you can do it too. You just got to plug in to the promises of God. Hallelujah. Hebrews 12 and 1. I'm hurrying. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us. And let us run with patience or endurance the race that is set before us. He said, We're compassed with so great a cloud of witnesses. Everyone in the Holy Word who's gone before us. Some of us have had great people who have lived for God. Some of you, they've gone on, but they made it through by faith. He said, they're a witness tonight. There's a testimony in the life they lived. There's a testimony in the circumstances they overcame. Amen. And if they could step down into this house tonight, they'd tell you not to buy any lies the devil's selling you. They'd tell you whatever you're going through, he's more than able. Whatever you're fighting, he can do it. He can bring you through it. Isaiah called him the way maker. In the Old Testament, they kind of knew him at a distance. He can open a red sea but when he came in John 14 he said I am the way it's not just what I do it's who I am it's my come on somebody he'll do it for you he'll be the way for you which means Waymaker showed up and said from now on I'm going to make a way that you can follow and I'm going to be with you on it I'm going to take you through it praise God you love the church you love this church amen I've never been in a church like this church never had a pastor like our pastor And I thank God for what we got. Amen. But hear me, the devil hates prayer. The devil hates a praying church. The devil don't mind a loud church, but he hates a praying church. He hates a church that talks to God. He hates a church that has relationship. Every day they go to him. Every day they talk to him. Because the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. That means it prevails. It defeats everything the devil's doing. It brings down every stronghold. It gives victory in the house. And I kind of got a feeling tonight that if I could just for a moment pull Daniel from the cloud and let Daniel say a word to the church. I kind of got a good feeling in this church what he would say. Amen. I kind of feel like he'd tell you to keep praying. 
I kind of feel like he'd say, every time the devil gives you an excuse, go to the church and pray. Every time the devil tries to intimidate you, pray a little more. Pray a little louder. Pray till victory comes. Pray till God moves. prayer warriors, the clouds full of those who know how to talk to God, who know how to get his attention. I kind of got a feeling if we could bring Abraham down for just a moment. Hallelujah. He'd tell us a lot, but I got a feeling that Abraham would tell you when the devil comes to you, and tells you not to step out. When the devil comes to you and tells you to quench the spirit, when the devil tells you not to walk into God's promises because you don't know where they're at, you don't know how to get there, I kind of got a feeling that Abraham would say, you need to tell the devil, get thee by, I'm stepping out. I'm trusting God. Hebrews 11 and 8. By faith Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed. Oh, thank God for obedience. And he went out, not knowing whither he went. Anybody feel like that tonight? God doing things in your life. You don't really know what's going on. You don't know where you're going to walk. You know you're where you need to be, but you're struggling with it. You need to do what Abraham did and just step out. God's going to give you the ministry that you need to have, the walk that you need to have. Or he looked for a city. This is where I kind of relate to Father Abraham, which had foundations, whose builder and maker is God. We need to quit fearing what God wants us to do in this hour. This life is just a vapor. I'd rather fall on my face for God than to miss out in a moment on a revival. say I gotta hurry there's no work too great but listen in building the ark but there's also no work too small cause only eight got on you need to quit figuring out what's big and small and just do what God asks you to do just trust God believe God he's going to work it out he's going to do it watch this 1 Peter 3 20 the man with the keys to the kingdom was writing he said when some were disobedient when once the long suffering of God waited in the days of Noah 
while Noah, amen, while the ark was preparing. What was God waiting on? Noah was doing the work. He was doing the work. You get up every day, do the work. Get up every day, pray. Get up every day, love God. Get up every day, trust God. Get up every day, walk in faith. Get up every day, give what he asks. Go where he wants you. He was waiting while that ark was in preparing. And it said, wherein few... That is eight souls were saved by water. God knew how many was going to get in. You mean all of that work for eight souls? All of that work. Oh, but he didn't stop writing. He said the like figure whereunto baptism doth also now save us. He would tell you the work is hard and long, but you'll be reaping from seeds you never see. They'll bring in fruit. You'll affect the world. You don't know what God's doing for you. You don't know the work that's going to happen. You may never see it, but God will do it. David! Young David, because you could tell us a whole night's worth and then some. Amen. But he'd tell every young person, every giant that's in your world, everything that tries to put fear and intimidation in you, he'd tell you, don't let it live. Don't let it live. Come out from the rocks of doubt and fear and cut the head of every giant off. Get rid of it and live for God. Defeat it. Overcome it. Three Hebrew boys would say, don't bow. In this hour of idolatry, you keep standing. You keep going to church. You keep loving God. Because our God is greater. Our God is high. And he'll see you through it. Samson, I almost didn't do this because it's a youth deal, but I couldn't get away from it. Would find one who was giving up on herself. He'd find you tonight, and he'd tell you, it ain't over till it's over. Let me tell you a quick little nugget about Samson. If you read in the chapter where he fell, verse 21, amen. The Bible talks about what they did to him. Verse 22 and 21, they put his eyes out. They met a servant. He's grinding at the mill. But verse 22 said, they shaved his head, but his hair began to grow. I don't know how long he was in the mill and how long he was grinding. But you know what it told me? They, the enemy got to the place. They said he'll never live again. He can't no threat to us. Let his hair grow. He can't see. He can't go about. And the next verse, 
said they beckoned him and you know the rest of the story what he did in defeat was greater than his life Samson rise up Samson don't quit oh come on is there a Samson is there a Samson hallelujah hallelujah that little Syrophoenician woman from Canaan truth Lord get the dogs I'm getting close I'm missing a lot eat the crumbs which fall from the master's table she'd reach over to somebody tonight you've been battling with some of the words you've been battling with some of the things going on in the house she'd come to you and she'd tell you don't get offended don't let it get in your spirit if you keep loving him if you keep worshiping him, if you show him, you do whatever it takes. There's a crumb for you. And can I tell you, she had revelation some of the kids didn't have. Because she said, Lord, all I need's a crumb. They think it's big, but it's really small to you. You can do anything. You can give me what I need. You can supply my every need. Hallelujah. John would end his writings, the book of John, by saying many other things which Jesus did. The which... If they should be written, everyone, I suppose, that even the world itself could not contain the books that it should be written in. There's so many witnesses and so many testimonies of the goodness of God, of the mercy of God. I've got my testimony. You got your testimony. Hallelujah. God's done things for you. I could never understand. I could never wrap my mind. But it's the goodness. Don't you let the devil steal it from you. Don't let a little bitterness get in between you and your testimony. Don't let a little bitterness kill what God's doing in your life. Don't let it take the life out of you. Don't let it convince you to throw in. You need to rise up in the house. You need to go to God. You need to come boldly. You need to crawl in. its presence in Isaiah 53 who hath believed our report to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed for you shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of a dry ground he hath no form nor comeliness and when we shall see him there is no beauty that we should desire him when I think about the way he come, it lets me know the way I need to enter into his presence. The way I need to approach him with respect. 
with honor, with fear, with thankfulness. Hallelujah. Not building myself up. Who cares if I'm a preacher? Who cares if I'm the singer? Who cares what I can play or I can't play? Who really cares? What really matters is we know Him. We have Him. He's everything. I said He's everything. Hear me tonight. If I'm just on a pew, I'm just as happy. I'm in His house. I'm thankful for Him. He is despised and rejected of men. I'm closing. A man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised. We esteemed him not. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. None of that is about him and what he needed. None of that is saying, oh, I'm just showing up because I need this and I need that. But I got news, we were the needy ones. We couldn't save ourselves. We couldn't heal ourselves. We had no hope. Oh, we like sheep have gone astray. We turn everyone to his own way. And the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. Everybody in this house has been a sinner. Everybody in this house has failed. Everybody in this house put a price that he had to pay. Everybody in this house was responsible. Everybody in this house needed him. That's one thing we got in common. Amen. We can fuss about a lot of things. But one thing we had, we needed him. And we still need him. Verse 7, he was oppressed and he was afflicted. Yet he opened not his mouth. Every time I start to open my mouth, I think about that. Yet he opened not his mouth. When Peter cut the high priest's servant's ear off, Jesus picks it up, puts it on. He said, do you not realize... I could call 12 legion of angels right now. Wipe this whole thing out. That's not what I come to do. I didn't come to make excuses. I didn't come to complain about it. Was it hard? Yes, it was hard. He had to pray. He had to spend some hours of agony. But he didn't open his mouth. Amen. They beat him there. They crucified him. But he never made an excuse. And I may read it wrong. Pastor can tell me, but I find the thief on the cross. We all make a deal. But if you read some settings, it said that they both cursed him. But then later you read one coming and finding a place of hope. If you read it, if I remember right, it was after he said, Father, forgive them. Well, they know not what they do. 
You want to win this world. You want to win your children. I struggle with it too. You better say, Father, forgive them. Father, love them. Father, help them. You better pray for them. You better not lift your voice up and make excuses why you can hate them, why you can be against them. Don't make excuses why you don't need an altar, why you don't. You need help. Come on, I'm closing. If you want to come tonight, you can. But just remember him. Think about him when excuses come. And something says, I ought to open my mouth. I got to think about him. What he did. What he gave. Come on, it'll help us love each other. It'll help us get to heaven. It'll help us, uh, amen, be at prayer meeting. It'll help us fast. Amen. It'll help us praise God. It'll bring more anointing. Hallelujah. It'll work out the problems in your life. It'll work out what you're struggling with. Don't come to the altar and say, well, I got this going. No, no, you come say, I need you, God. I need you, God. God, help me. Help me to forgive. Help me to love. Help me to live for you. Help me to work for you, God. Help me to keep my mouth where it should be. Help me to give words of mercy. Come on, he's moving. Come on, young people, let it get in your heart. Hallelujah, let it get in your soul tonight. He didn't have to do it, but he gave all. He didn't have to do it, but he paid a price. He didn't have to do it, but he didn't make an excuse. You tell the devil you're a liar. You tell the devil, get thee behind me. You tell the devil, I'm going forward. I'm going to let him move. I'm going to let him move. Be an overcomer. Be an overcomer. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.